This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Painting has allowed me to explore the mystery of my soul. Valeria Tellez interviews Michelle Casu, the author of Point Zero, Creativity Without Limits. Michelle Casu, a passionate painter and teacher, is the creator of an original method of creative painting, the Point Zero Method. She was born and raised in southern France. As a young adult, she moved to Paris, where she studied law, literature, and art. Inspired by watching children paint, she discovered a way to express herself spontaneously and without the need for conventional training. A unique approach to creativity grew out of her many years of just painting for herself. She is known internationally for her groundbreaking work in freeing the creative potential and exploring the spiritual dimensions of the creative process. She has taught thousands of students over more than four decades. She currently conducts workshops in the San Francisco area in different venues and at the Asalen Institute in Big Sur, California and at the Mabel Dodge Lujan House in Taos, New Mexico. A passionate artist, she has painted thousands of paintings, authored many books, and produced videos and CDs of her work. Though educated in Paris, she has lived most of her life in California, where she continues to paint and write. With the creative people who worked with her, she founded in 2015 in Marin, California, a nonprofit organization called the Casu Institute for Creative Freedom. Meet Michelle at michellecasu.com. Here is the interview with Michelle Casu. In your own words, who is Michelle Casu? Michel Cassou. Who is Michel Cassou? What a question. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so you want to tell me who, what I'm doing in the world, who I am deeply underneath. Um, so I have spent my whole life, I'm, I'm 78 now, I'm not a young person anymore. I have spent my whole life uh, working with creativity being fascinated and passionate about creativity, how it works, where it's coming from, how it moves us, how it changes us, how we can do it. And I've been fascinated because I've discovered quite a few things about it. I written a lot of books, make a lot of video, and and I travel all around the world giving workshops, conferences about it. So my whole life has been taken up by 
by creativity. Uh, I I think I have developed a ways that mm, I have never find anyone do else doing. You know, a way to do it where it where the people free are free to paint because very often in creativity uh, people have a lot of idea what's good creativity, what's bad creativity, law to follow principle, and uh, and that I realized that's what was stopping. Uh, people actually, when I was very young, I was stopped by everything I heard about it, you know, how to do it well, how to do a good one. You have to have talent, you have to be special. And what I discovered is that you don't have to have talent and you don't have to be special. <laughs> and it's given to everyone to create. They can do anything they, they, they can create. The children do it when they're really little. And any adult can create if they want to. The thing is to understand the principle, to understand how it works, instead of doing uh, a technique, following a theory, following, you know, uh, what uh, people before us have, have decided that's good creativity, that's bad creativity. We have to free ourselves. We have to free ourselves a long way, all the way to what I call the point zero. So, what is going to be the point zero? The point zero is before we are conditioned. We are all conditioned being as human. That is obvious. Everybody knows about it. But we are aware of certain conditioning and we are not aware of some other conditioning. So it's the conditioning that prevents us to be really free, to really be creative in the pure sense of the word. So my uh, my uh, intention in life, my passion, my interest has been to discover what was true intuition when things come purely from ourselves. They are not put by other people that told us what to do or other books or other teachers, whatever. They just come naturally out of us. So that's mostly what I've done in my whole life and I'm still doing it and I I, uh, I have never lost interest for it. Mm -hmm. So my my old painting, I painted myself a lot. I painted a few thousand paintings, and uh, you know I just couldn't stop. You know when you get to a place that I call the place of no return, the place of no return is when you understand inside of you where it's coming from and you let it come from there, and and it is so um, it is so fascinating, it is so joyful, it is so giving that you you can never come back from there because you know what you can get, you know, what it gives you. Right. So it makes sense to me. It makes a lot of sense. So creativity in a way is a natural state of being. We don't have to try too hard, right, Michelle? We, yeah, we don't have to try too hard, but we have to undo everything that's mm. in the way. Right, right. We have learned, and we have learned layers of things uh, about how to do right and wrong, right and wrong, successful. You know, we have learned so much that we are paralyzed. So uh, we we have to undo that. You know, and then it is not it is natural. It is yeah, it's a natural thing, and it's it's a needed thing. We are born, I think, all to exercise our creativity, no matter how you use it, if it's painting or anything else. But it, we have to understand and watch, know when we are in it or not. If we're repeating, you know what I told people? I told people that before I started painting, I was a second-hand person. Mm -hmm. And I really <laughs> felt that because 
all of a sudden I discovered I was repeating what I was told. I was repeating opinions, everything, even the way I dressed, what I ate. I mean, everything was like second hand. It was not me. <laughs> right. Yeah. Second hand. So that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I discovered I was uh-huh. not a second hand person. And that was mm. fascinating because I had accumulated so much knowledge that I borrowed from. Because that's the way we are brought up. We want to belong. You know, it, it's normal, you know. We do it, so everyone is doing it. So now, hopefully, I hope, you know, we can teach children that they don't have to do that. And, you know, adults, they can understand, they can be themselves, you know. I love it's that. Scary. Yeah, they are scared to be themselves first because, you know, there is this kind of old fear of punishment, of having doing the wrong thing, often people not thinking right about you. It goes away. But at the beginning, it's there and it's unconscious most of it. We don't even know we are afraid. Mm-hmm. So in your book, you say, you write, painting has allowed me to explore the mystery of my soul. So my question to you is, what is the soul? What is a soul? Well, it's a part of us that is not rational, not logical. It's a part of us that, uh, that sense, that knows uh, everything beyond what is obvious to see. And, uh, and, um, and it's very, very, very deep. It has no limits. It has no age. I mean, the soul is not something like constricted, like everything else in life you can define. You can put anything in a box in life, but your soul you cannot put in a box. It's, it's like, it touch what you what you cannot explain everything it's a dimension that goes beyond uh, everything uh, everything obvious that people you know deal with every day you know like we have so much that we have to deal with every day and beyond that and in that hidden inside of that there is a soul is always there it's not it's not an energy that comes and goes it's always there but it becomes hidden you know because we cover it with uh with habits with projection with uh conditioning lots of conditioning and depending on the family and on the teacher we had we we are covering our soul so when we start touching into our soul it is so delicious that like when you paint and you touch into that space, you can't quite describe it. It's something you feel inside of you that's like nothing else. But it's so good that you you want more of it. Mm-hmm. So people that touch it, they generally want more of it. And at the beginning, it's there is a lot of barrier in front of it. You know, like I said, all this conditioning. So the point zero, we have to get back under, 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 and then then we can enjoy. Uh, are delicious it is so being creative can be absolutely it is absolutely joyful and and exhilarating if you when you let yourself do it and and then you learn to know yourself also because we know what we have been told about us we we know what we have thought about us we know ourselves psychologically we know but we don't really know who we are and we don't know our soul most of the time. So when you create, it opens the gateway and the door towards knowing you at a different level, in a different way. 
and uh, that is much deeper and that is so uh, ad- it's almost addictive you know it is like you want more of it I mean I want more of it yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah what comes first is that the deep understanding of who we are and then we become creative and then we heal or it's quite the opposite or there is no really order healing creativity and spirituality yeah what what happens is that it come all at once it's not mm-hmm. yet you i mean if you understand about it you will be more open yeah to different things but it generally it comes as big surprise like oh you know like when i work with people like in the book you can see you know people will never expect what they're going to do they expect all kind of other things and it comes as a surprise and the surprise of what they they going to paint or they painting has to has to do with the spirit it has to do with a mystery uh, when i realized at the beginning of my work that i had lost so much from uh, when i was a child i had a sense of mystery of life or, or the sense of the intangible you know of what's beyond but i lost it I just realized I had lost it. So when people become creative, they find it again. And it's such a release. And it's not something you just learn. It's something you do. It's like you really have to do it inside yourself. You have to open yourself to that freedom. You know, you have to open yourself beyond the conditioning. You have to be willing to step away from the conditioning. Uh, And you have to be intrigued. You know, if not, you're not going. To, if you are too attached to what you got, and you have any, you are afraid to lose something, then, then it's going to block you. So that's why I develop the question, you know, that make you let go. You know, so the point is just letting go. It's not adding anything. It's taking away. It's not learning. It's unlearning. So I tell people, you know, I just want to keep unlearning as much as possible. The more they unlearn, the more free they are to do what they need to do when they want to do. Yeah. But we are all have been conditioned everywhere in school and everywhere that we have to learn. We have to learn more. You know? Yeah, it's always about technique. You know, learn the technique. Step one, step two, step three. No more technique. With me, it's like by the window, the technique <laughs> is not for us. And uh, when you don't have any more technique and you just your little person there, humble, simple, you know, and you let let it move through you, this is when you really create. Mm-hmm. This is when intuition comes. And intuition is a powerful force inside of every human being that really is crying to be used, is wanting to be used, and that often we push away because we think it's not good enough, it's not what we expect. But intuition is very intelligent and not only intelligent but benevolent. Because mm-hmm. intuition is a healing force. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it, 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 yeah, and it wants us to be ourselves, to heal us. It wants us to be in harmony with our life. Because often, like the way I describe it, I say that so often we are outside our life. Like I'm here <laughs> and I'm pretending I'm three meters away from me, you know. Right. You know, I, I don't behave like I'm naturally behave. So we have to come back where we are. Mm-hmm. So we don't have anything to add. We just have to take away what's foreign, what's not ours, what has been imposed to in in us, and that you know we we don't agree with. Like we, you know, we are something else, and we are something so much deeper than what than what we are told. And 
I mean, the, the revelation you can have in, in the painting process are like, I often so, uh, talked about different dimension, you know, there is a dimension. So people who read that or say, oh, dimension, sure. But a dimension is something huge. I mean, we live in the human dimension now, right? And then there is other, and, and there is inside that, it's like, um, it's like a, a, a big building with a lot of floors. So we have been living in the, in the first floor for a long time, you know? Yeah. But, and we didn't pay attention. There was a second and a third and a fourth floor to explore. So when you finally become creative, you realize, oh my God, the floor, there is enough to go a long way. There is maybe hundreds or thousands of floors, who knows how many there are. But you, you find places where you feel so different inside of yourself that you realize it's a different floor. Everything looks, you know, the thing is that when you discover some new dimension, it changes the way you look at life. It changes perception. And that's what I sometimes really try to explain people. It's like we get bored or we get in trouble in life because our perception gets stuck at the same level, same floor. And all of a sudden, up, you have an opening towards another floor. <laughs> and your perception change, you know. First, it's the color looks different, or the way you relate to your sister or something. And then, and then things change. And actually, the more you create, the more your relationship and everything in your life is going to change. Because the, your eyes, your eyes change. Sometimes I tell people, you know, you might not like your painting now, but don't worry, in a few weeks, your eyes are going to change. You're going to see your painting differently. And what you go, you're hating now, you might just love it in two weeks because the perception changed. And that's what people don't count on. They think, oh, I like that, I don't like that, that's it forever. But no, it changed. Because the way we look at life and at what we do, changes because as we open the door inside the way we look changes yeah. yes that's a very so it's a shift in perspective that happens it's a cheap and it's bound to happen because we uh, we don't receive the world in the same way so what we see what we push back as the other way changes you know and for that we have to have the humility you know of not doing the best thing right away. You know, people come and they want to do their masterpiece immediately. So everybody is going to admire it. But if they come with a little humility and say, okay, I'm going to try to be sincere. I'm going to try to really be myself and whatever I paint, maybe I'm just going to, to, to do something very simple, childish, strange, scribbling, maybe, you know, Maybe the paint is going to drip or it's not going to be the best color that people will choose, but, but at least I'm myself. And just being myself is going to lead me. Every painting is like a new door that you open towards other doors. So maybe at this moment, it's going to be strange. I'm not going to like it. But then it's going to change. It, it's bound to change. Because, uh, yeah, the painting show you that, uh, that nothing stays the same. In life, no, every day is different. Every relationship keeps changing. Every, everything changes. And it's the same. And if we move with the change, then we get, we don't get into big troubles. But when we let the change move through us, then that's when life becomes more, 
amicable and good and joyful. And in the painting, it's the same thing. Like along the year where I have been painting, it has been so many different paintings. I could never, never, never think of do, doing them or painting them. But they came out of nowhere. This is a miracle of uh, creation is that it comes out of nowhere. And nowhere means in the uh, dimension of soul and spirit and mystery. That's what means nowhere. Yeah. So don't, I will tell people, don't learn how to paint. Because people say, oh, I don't know how to paint a bird. I don't know. It's good. Then, then you invent and then you dip to that place of, uh, into the, that place of mystery. Hmm? You want to dip into the, your brush has to dip into the mystery just like your life. If it does dip there, that's when you are uh, one with your intuition and that's when you are living from the point zero place, which means you're not living from conditioning. You're living from who you are. And I think for every human being, it's almost a school. We have to learn to become ourselves. This is very strange, but that's not the way we came. And we didn't. We are not given direction. But now we know. We know that just being ourselves is the best thing that could happen to us. Right. Yeah. I. I mean, I have to say it again. I love, love, love your message. It's very much true. Resonates with me, my heart, and I'm sure my audience. So, how do we learn to uh, to deal with fear, the fear of surrender? Yeah, first we have to realize that when we don't surrender, we get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, we get in trouble. <laughs> we we try one way, uh, and second way, third way, and we get into trouble. It just does not work. Yeah. Some people stop creating because they say, "I'm not. I don't have talent. I don't have it in me." You know. So first, you have to realize it does not work. And when it does not work, what are you left with? You just left with yourself. And, uh, and and the fear. And I say, feel the fear. Move with the fear because to to be really creative, you have to keep feeling, uh, feeling and painting at the same time. You don't want to push away some feeling. You don't want to change them. So if you're feeling fear, feel fear, feel fear. If you feel, and then it will change. It's bound to change because everything, when everything exposed, everything put in the light is going to change. So the thing is to start with the fear and just be interested in it. You, you are interested because you know that what you are trying to do is to get out of the way. Of course, it's scary to get out of the way. What's on the other side, right? <laughs> what if I'm start behaving in a strange way? What, you know, so the mind goes and thinks all these things. But it is the only, it's the only door. It's the only gateway to go through the feeling. It's like a tunnel. You go through the fear. And in a way, it feels good to feel the fear because we have tried not to feel the fear for a long time. And all of a sudden, again, all of a sudden we say, okay, fear, you can come. That's okay. Oh, I'm fear. I'm going to paint black. I'm going, it's going to pass. It's through the tunnel. And then it opens the door. You know, the light comes in. There is no way to go through it without going inside really in it right you know to go through, you have to take the bus <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's a very courageous um, step isn't it it feels courageous but if you have understood that it's it's working for you it's on your side 
then you're going to go more willfully. And after you have done you have done it once, it's so much easier to do it twice. And after you want more even, you want to feel more fear because you, you know that at the end of every fear, there is a delight of discovery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. very much worth to do that. It's a must in a way to uncover who we are. We need to um, go through the process of unlearning. What hell can you trust? What hell can you trust on yourself? Mm, yeah, 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 I agree. Do you think in terms of time, Michelle, or could that take a lifetime to get to that oh, point? Oh, no, 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 no. It could come very quickly, uh, depending on interest, how clinging you are to what you had before. So I, like, I know when some people will come to my workshop within a day, sometime within a few hours, something cracks open. Sometimes they might wait and wait and wait for a few months before they let go. They're going to let go in little pieces, so that will take more time. But if you are really willing to, it can go very fast. But it's good to have the understanding. That's why I've done, I have written so many books because I am always concerned about the understanding because it's not enough to just say, okay, I am free. You have to do it inside. You have to understand how you manipulate. How you, how you put yourself in the way. So it's it's important to really uh, learn, uh, like intellectually, you know, to know how it works. And then you don't have to think about it. You just do it. But both are important. So practice and understanding. So you wrote many books, but the book that we will discuss today is Point Zero, Creativity Without Limits. How did you become a writer? Well, I, I didn't really try. It just came over me because I was uh, I was so delighted with my painting process that I say I have to share that. I mean, and everybody will tell me, why don't you write a book? Why don't you write a book? And, you know, I'm not a writer. And on top of that, my maternal language is French. It's not even English. And uh, but then I started writing and I, and I put things together and I got more and more interested. And, and the more I developed the teaching, you know, how it, I'm writing right now, you know, another one, it's just the more I'm de- discovering how the teaching, how the painting work and how the spirit is involved, the more, you know, I, I, want, more, I want to write more and more and more. And I say before I, I pass away from this world, I would like to leave, you know, things I have discovered and things I have seen for people that are interested. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for the work so, you do, Michelle. Yeah. The next one is about the principles of self-questioning or the self-questioning process. Yes. Yes. Talk to me for a moment about that. Well, you see, since we have a tendency to live in our head, the question we're going to ask very often are questions that are talking to the head, yeah. you know, uh, what else could you paint? That's a question that goes to the head. Why did you do that on your painting? That's a question that goes to the head. Why uh, uh, Why don't you do something positive? That's a question in the head. So what I have learned to, to develop is questions that don't go to the head, questions that goes to the heart, the gut, and the soul, because you want to wake them up. You don't want to wake up your head. It's already fully awake. It, it wants to take over, actually. So when you want uh, when you want to wake up this new perception inside of you and enter the mystery, you have to to ask the questions that are going to open that door, 
And to ask this question, you have to develop questions that goes to the heart and the guts, you know, uh, if, if it's okay, if giving permission to what you are and what you feel now. What if it was okay to feel really disturbed right now, you know? What if it was, what if you could go too far? What if you could, uh, if you didn't have to do a beautiful painting? I mean, anything that is going to help relax what you do and open the door is going to be good. And of course, you can develop this question forever. You could have thousands of questions and they can change and you can, uh, you know, what if, you know, uh, if you didn't have to please anybody? What if you didn't have to protect yourself when you paint? I mean, what if you didn't have to protect, you know, the result? Immediately, that opens the space, right? So it opens the space and you feel it works and you can re-ask the question again if it works or bring another one. So in my book, I try to explain, to give real example, true, truthful example of what happened to people and me and the question we ask, you know, and how I was teaching them how to ask questions. And, uh, and then, you know, like, and it every time it worked because when one question didn't work, I will tell them why it was not working and, and why they had to ask another question and another question. And then all of a sudden, it's like, uh, it's like, like something explodes. And then all of, you know why something explodes? Not just because they get a new idea that they, they will never have think of having, but they touch the mystery. And the moment they touch mystery, they always tell me the same thing. I want to do that now. I want to do that. You know, it's like there is not a question of a choice or maybe or perhaps, but they want to do it. And uh, so that's why the question are very important to find the right question. But people ask the question in their head. Very often I ask, what did you ask? And they ask, you know, the question to come with a new idea. Nobody needs a new idea. Ah, ha, ha. <laughs> Nobody. Because when I tell people, painters that they don't need an idea to paint, they like, what, what? <laughs> they don't need an idea. They need an opening inside of them. Mm. And when they have the opening, the images and the colors, they move through on their own. And you have the delight of following the stream, the stream of the river of creativity. It's a delight rather than to decide, I'm going to, to do a nice sunset or I'm going to do a nice flower now, where you have to work at it. And then you become a worker and instead you follow the current and the current gives you exactly the color, the exactly the movement, and then, then it delights you. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so this is why it's so important to understand not to ask the mind for ideas, not to paint with ideas, to let them move. When you sleep, you have all kinds of images coming in your dream. It's the same in painting. It's like dreaming when you are awake. You let things pass. You let the mystery. You let the complexity. If you're going to paint something you have already, you know already, you're only repeating. You're already copying what's in your head. And what's the point? You know, work. What for? You know, so you decorate the living room. In the meantime, you could have your soul, you know, breathe. <laughs> Breathe and and and, uh, and just uh, give you some 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 perception that you never had before. I mean, what do, will you choose? You know, so it's like you you have to this you have to let go. You have to let go to 
to find true intuition. And a lot of people think they know what intuition is. And that's why I talk about recently a lot in my workshop is that most people don't know what intuition is. They confuse intuition with imagination, with having new idea, instead of uh, letting that river of that universal river, you know, of spirit and of feeling and of perception pass through them. You know, so they confuse that. And when they use imagination, they end up with imagination, which is like work. Work to have talent, work to show up, work to uh, work to become somebody that paint or that create instead of living the life of who they are. It's yeah, it's very uh, it's very interesting because many people don't know the power of intuition and. Uh, yeah, and, and there is a lot of power there. So how would you describe intuition? Is that just the flow of thoughts that they are not even intellectualized? How would you describe that? Yeah, I wouldn't say thought, even that you say not intellectualized. I, will, I don't know how to describe it precisely because it's a mystery thing. I will say it's a current. It's a universal current that passes through everybody. Sometimes I... Sometimes I show you go through the head and the whole body, and then it keeps going like a river passing through you. But it's it has spirit, it has presence. Uh, it it belongs to every human being that is born. It it's and it's working every day to make the sun rise and the weather and the plants grow. And I mean, intuition it what it what moves nature. Uh, intuition is. It brings the tide, it brings the pulse, it brings uh, the heart beating. I mean, everything that moves in life is coming from intuition. And in a way, we have we are um, we are we have been given the gift to have the the current, the current of the river of intuition pass through us as human being. And I just wish everybody uses it. Everybody just pay attention to it and try to follow it and and see what happens. Intuition is such a powerful uh, gift, you know, and plus it ties it to the spirit. It brings the human and the spirit together. So, uh, wow, Michelle. Yeah. That makes me think about love. Yes. Yeah. Would you say they're connected, intuition and love? I would say they are the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, because yeah. love is what, you see, mm. intuition wants me to be in harmony with the rest of life, with your life, your body, your, whatever is happening. You know, it wants you to be connected by, by passing through you. It connects you with everything. So uh, isn't it love? What, what wants harmony and what wants connection and what wants the truth of being, I will call that love. Yeah, mm. me too. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Harmony, yeah. And harmony, right. And that leads to freedom. Yeah, you speak of freedom a lot in the creative yes. process, right? Yes, and there is freedom in it. Right. Of course, at the beginning, I will attract my student when I was like 20, 23. Oh. 
I will tell them, I will talk to them about freedom. I was like, freedom, don't you want to be free? Don't you want to <laughs> <Yeah>. be free? <laughs> I, di- I didn't have the language that they have now that right. I've developed along the year, but I was like, freedom, don't you want to be free? You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it is freedom also. You know, you can put this word freedom, but the ultimate freedom, you know? Right. And that goes back to what you said earlier. We talked about natural that's natural to existence this flow this movement right it's a pulse it's it's a natural working of the universe you know but a lot of people push it away Uh, you know they 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 want to control and know the meaning that's what i talk about my book the dragon of control you know controlling controlling and, uh, and it doesn't go with control. It goes with truth and actuality, reality, you know, spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I love the section in your book. You have the three dragons in the uh, creative quest. So you talk about the dragon of product, the dragon of control. And then you talk about the dragon of meaning. This is an interesting one. Yes, because uh, not only people want to control the way their painting is going to be made, but they want to control what it means. You know, they put a, one stroke and they want to know what it means about them. Oh, why did I paint orange? Why did I paint green? Why is it turning right? Why is it left? Oh, what what is it? what does it mean about my life? I mean, it goes so fast. The brain thinks so fast about searching for meaning because it's a habit. It's one of the biggest conditioning. So when you stop looking for meaning, I tell people, even if you have images, very precise, whatever people you know, anything on the paint, I say, don't look for meaning because intuition is very intelligent. It is never going to make you paint something you already know. If it gives you some images, it's because there is a mystery in it. If it gives you a color, there is always something intangible, something that touches, you know, your soul. So if you if you go and look for meaning, you miss you miss the bus. It's gone. And 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 after that, it won't come to you. But if you keep if you keep letting the meaning where it is, what will happen? there will be the miracle of insight happening in your life. You know what an insight is? It's like all of a sudden you have inside of you, uh, you realize something, but you realize something not on the level of the mind, on the level of the heart and the gut and the soul and the spirit. You have a realization. And if you do, if you stop looking for meaning, you're going to have realization. And that's a price to pay, and I tell you, it's worth it. You don't want to be reminded of what you already know. You want the new to come to you, and it will always come through insight. Insight will come one after the other if you if you get out of the way. Right. Mm. And insights, they lead us to clarity, right, Michelle? Right. They are clarity in themselves. When they come, mm. all of a sudden, you understand something about your life. It's so clear. Nobody could discuss it. Nobody could argue with it. This is it. You know, this is a total truth about something. And insight keeps coming. And they keep coming more and more. The more you open the channel, the more they come. But you have to stop using your mind to describe what you're doing, to explain what you're doing. All that, it's all psychological garbage, you know. And it prevents you to 
it prevents the unknown to come to you. And uh, the unknown will just come on its own because you have opened up. You do the work inside of you. So it, it moves inside your whole being, your your heart, your lungs, your gut, everywhere it moves. And at the very, very end, it hits your head. It hits the sinking process. And then that's when it brings the insight. But it's the last place it goes instead of the first place it goes. Yeah. I love your work. I really love your message. You. And it's so important, not just for artists or people who are trying to become a painter, but for all of us who are trying to find ourselves, uncovering who we really are. So that's a very important work. Thank you, Michelle. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you that you can relate to what I'm talking about and you, you can appreciate the, the potential that lies. That lies there, and that's my only hope in my life. I mean, my only uh, desire is like, that people get to learn to know more and more about that. We're almost at the end. I have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. And I would like to mention that I really love to how you, um, you have the outlined the 10 principles of creativity, and you explained that very clearly too towards the end of your book. What is another word for healing? Another word for healing will be uh, harmony of the body and mind and soul. It will be just harmonizing, you know, harmonizing the uh, the truth, whatever is there. Yeah. Did yeah. that work for you? Very yeah, much. It's, it's like resonance. <laughs> resonating with who you are instead of making <laughs> creating another person or out of yourself you know like becoming this this image that you saw there like you just resonate with yourself yeah two more questions if you knew you would die soon meaning losing the body would you make any change in your life or do anything in a different way well i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> great answer <laughs> yeah i don't think so it's mm. uh, no it's just it's just the way it's supposed to be yeah yeah it's right. all it's all good How wonderful. Yeah. yeah i love that answer every time i hear and the last question is what are three things about life you know for sure as of now that we uh we are uh, being of spirit, we have the spirit is very important in everyone. Uh, I know that for sure. I also know for sure that death is not what we think it is. Uh, it's it's much nicer than what we think. Uh, what do I know about life? Uh, I know that honesty and integrity are the best quality in life. Uh, and it has to go very deep inside of us. We can be honest and have integrity on the outside, but inside, you know, uh, and, and love, loving. Uh, love is so important. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We have to move from our heart, you know. That's what I will know. That's, that's the only... From the three things, that will be the only thing that, let's say, like the heart is what 
should move our life. Yeah. And I agree. Uh, trillion times. If I could pronounce the other one, I would too. <laughs> More times. Um, I love, love, love your work, your wisdom, your presence, the way your clarity. Thank you so much again, Michelle. Well, thank you to you. I really appreciate you uh, being interested in that kind of work. <laughs> oh, yes. In this world, yes. Thank you for the work you're doing. That sounds a wonderful work also. Uh, and good luck. Uh, my All my best wishes for what you are doing. Thank you, Michelle. I do have one more question for you, but this is a technical one. Where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Well, you can go to michellecassoon.com. That's my website, michellecassoon.com. Uh, you can buy a lot of the books on Amazon. Some are, some I, I, they are sold at the website, but most of them are sold by Amazon. Uh, I, I'm living in, in California, North California. I still give some classes on Zoom. I don't have much room, you can imagine, because on Zoom I cannot have that many people because it's so hard to work on Zoom very closely and deeply. So I don't take that many people in my classes, but I do have classes on Zoom. I have some of my teachers, I have trained teachers during my life, quite, you know, some teachers, and they are teaching also. So they can be fine through my website, or, you know, they can just send an email and um, uh, for a long time, I was traveling all around the world teaching. Now I'm just staying in California, but uh, that's that's where I can be contacted. Uh, Wonderful. Yeah. yeah, I'll have the website on your podcast profile too, the link. Thank you so yeah. much again, Michelle, and we'll talk soon. Okay. Bye for now. Thank you. Bye-bye to you. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Michelle Cassu and her work, please visit michellecassu.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.